lift up your name today to honor your presence in this place. We honor your presence, our Father. And we love you today. We love you today. We honor your presence. How great is our King. How great is our God. Name above all names. Immortal, invisible, the only wise God. We lift you up above every situation. We lift you up above every circumstance. And we ask that your presence will pervade and permeate every heart and every soul connected with this service. We ask that you receive our praise and our worship today. Let everything bring glory to you. And Father, we ask that you charge your word with power today. And let it minister grace to every hearer. Let no one partake of this service remain the same. We thank you for your awesome presence. We thank you for doing that which only you can do. We glorify your name, our Father. In the precious name of Jesus, we are prayed. And all who believe shall they believe in. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I want to welcome everyone to this service today. Wherever you are, hearing the sound of my voice, I want you to know that the presence of God is right with you where you are. And I want to welcome you very, very specially. If you need to invite somebody uh, uh, for the service, please go ahead and you know, send a message, share uh, this uh, broadcast as well. Just, just get somebody around for this powerful time in God's presence. I want to welcome everyone joining us from London, England, everyone joining us uh, from Elevate Community Church in, in, in Ontario or Canada, whatever part of the world you're joining us from here in Africa, cities in Nigeria, cities from all around the world. I just want to welcome you very specially to this service. Uh, every time we gather together, virtually, physically, we see the tangible presence of God. And today I wanted to open up your heart to receive from God. God wants to plant a seed of his word in your heart. And I just wanted to open up your heart right now and let him do that which only he can do in your life in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. As we wrap up the teaching series uh, with which we have been challenging ourselves to be unashamed of the gospel, like the great apostle Paul wrote in Romans 1 and verse 16, that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. We've been on this trajectory of teaching for the last uh, four to five weeks. And as we wrap up today, I've brought you a word of challenge, a word that will challenge you uh, to live up to the expectation of heaven for yourself right now. Don't forget to have emphasized the fact that it's possible for you to focus and over-focus on what you are paid for to the detriment of what you are made for. Uh, this is the season where God expects each and every one of us to become more aware of what we are made for rather than just what we are paid for. Diligence is expected. Uh, it's expected that we keep learning and growing in the areas of the things that we are paid for so that we can deliver properly. But when it comes to the things that we are made for, it's only the Spirit of God that can prepare us, you know, to deliver on what we are made for. And reaching the, 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 the unchurched, re reaching the lost souls for Christ and representing Christ is what you and I are made for. As we wrap up today, I've titled this teaching, it's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's a word of challenge. It's a word of, you know, of reproof or rebuke as the case may be. But I need you to open up your heart to receive because God is counting on you to play your part to be a part of this end time harvest. Uh, if, you, if you have any doubts in your heart that we're 
you know, moving closer to the end times. This is that season that, that is pointing it out for us, you know, much more vividly that these are the last days and we have to be open to do the will of God, not just once in a while, but all of the time. And that's the challenge of, of today, that it's time to focus on the harvest because it's end time and the harvest of the end time requires urgent action, passionate appeal, passionate action, passionate participation. And that's what we're calling for today. Join me in the Bible, in your Bible in Matthew chapter 9. I'll read verse 36, 37, and 38 in the New King James Version as we start out today. Matthew chapter 9 from verse 36, 37, and 38. Uh, the Bible says here, it says, But when he saw the multitude, talking about Christ, when he saw the multitude, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Since therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. That's Matthew 9, verse 36, 37, and 38. The Bible says here that Jesus, when he saw the multitude, when he saw the multitude, if you live in a very populated city like my city in Lagos, Nigeria, uh, you will see multitudes every day. Even when you live in uh, the countryside or in the suburbs, you will still see people every day. Uh, uh, maybe I should backtrack a little. Whether you live in a big city or small city, uh, if you're like me, perhaps you're very active on social media. Crowds of people virtually on social media every day. Jesus saw the multitude. And the Bible says, seeing the multitude in our own days, you could see multitudes virtually, you can see multitudes physically depending on the part of the world that you live and, the, you know, whether you live in, in the countryside, in the suburbs, or in the, in the heart of a city. You will see multitudes every day. You, you, you will see multitudes every day on social media, especially if you live in the countryside where there are no multitudes. You, you always see multitudes every day. It depends on what you are seeing. But Bible says Jesus saw the multitude. He was moved with compassion for them. Whether you see a multitude or you see one or two people or you, see, you know, or you just see one person on a daily basis, the most important thing is that it's your contact with people, whether physically or virtually, is it drawing compassion in your heart? Or, 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 or is it that it doesn't do anything to you that you see people? You see people. Some of us are engaged in the kind of jobs where we have to interact with people on a daily basis. Uh, whether physically or virtually, you interact with people on a daily basis. When you see people, when you interact with people, when you make connections with people, is their life, the state of their well-being, the state of their heart, does it draw compassion from your heart? The Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion because they are wearied and scattered. Being wearied and scattered speak to the, the things that people go through in our world on a regular basis. People feel wearied. Uh, wearied in family, wearied, uh, you know, on their job, wearied about life generally, wearied and scattered emotionally, psychologically. People are in a, in a place, especially post-pandemic, as we, we get out of, you know, this COVID season, we're still in COVID and moving to post-COVID era, and all kinds of things are happening in our world today. And you and I have to be aware, we have to be open to understanding where people are, what they're going through, and what is happening around them. The way it affected children, 
uh, our children. It's different from the way it affected young adults. It's different from the way it, affect, uh, it has affected adults and senior adults. Uh, everyone has had a fair share of the effect of the pandemic and many other things that have happened around us. It affected education. It's affected, you know, certain industries. Different, you know, from the way it affected other industries. It's affected how people connect. So it's affecting homes and marriages and relationships. And you and I must be open to understanding how people have been affected. Because it's supposed to draw compassion in our hearts. And that was why Jesus, the Bible says, said to his disciples, he said to his disciples, uh, there in, in, in verse 37, he said to his disciples, just like I'm saying to you today, if you're a disciple of Christ, there's an expectation, there's a connection, there's something that is expected that this will connect with in your heart. That the situation that is happening right now, when you meet people, something should wake up in your heart. He said to his disciples, said, the harvest truly is plentiful, the laborers are few, I said, therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest that he may send laborers into, into his harvest. You remember Isaiah chapter 60, when you read from verse, verse 2. Isaiah 60 there said, Arise, shine, for your light has come, verse 1, uh, 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 and the glory of God is risen upon you. But he said in verse 2, he says, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness. One translation says, gross darkness. I'm just using this to describe what Jesus saw. And what you and I should be open to seeing so that we can connect appropriately with people. Gross darkness or deep darkness now covers the heart. And there's no gain saying that based on all the things that are happening around us today, we can recognize deep darkness, gross darkness when we see it. The Bible says darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory shall be seen upon you. So if the Lord is arising over us as believers and his glory is being seen upon us, we are then in, this, in, in, in another turn, be able to shine, we're supposed to be able to shine our light on the people around us but it has to start with the compassion that we have in our heart. As we wrap up this series, unashamed. It's okay to be unashamed of the gospel but what triggers the preaching, what triggers the, the release of love and compassion and kindness is a compa I mean, is that connection that we have in our heart with the people around us? That connection that we have in our heart with the people around us. Uh, uh, one thing I want to speak to in this service today is the fact that our world, what the Bible describes in Isaiah chapter six and sixty and verse number two, as darkness shall cover the heart and gross darkness the people. We see it in plain language in our world today. Many years ago, I was part of. Uh, 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 the launch of the peace plan, which is put together by uh, the renowned uh, pastor from the U.S., uh, who happened to also be a distant mentor of mine, uh, Pastor Rick Warren of Saddleback uh, Community Church in Orange County, California, uh, who recently just, just retired uh, from being a pastor. In 2008, he launched what he called the peace plan. And I was privileged to be uh, in, in, in that launch service in the church in California, uh, the May, I think May of 20, 2008, where he launched the peace plan. And in the peace plan, there were five, what he called five Goliaths of this generation, five big issues that this generation will face uh, that he pointed out. And I, I still remember very well. One is illiteracy. The second one is egocentric or bad leadership. Depending on the part of the world that you are, 
different nations are experiencing it in different dimensions. We just saw all kinds of things happening in the Middle East recently, uh, and in countries here in Africa, even in, in, in North America, we've seen egocentric leadership in recent times. So uh, illiteracy, egocentric leadership, pandemic diseases, and we're just trying to come out of one right now. And the, the, in 2008, nobody thought that we're going to have any pandemic disease this quite soon. Extreme poverty was another thing. And the last one is spiritual emptiness. Can I go back to one more time? Illiteracy, bad leadership or egocentric leadership, pandemic diseases, extreme poverty, and spiritual emptiness. Now, when you look at all these big issues uh, that will constitute gross darkness over the heart as we move closer to the end times, and there are many other issues, but these are just the few out of the many issues that are the real big issues that will face this generation. One thing that you must have at the back of your mind as a believer in Christ Jesus is that you are left here to be able to confront these issues and it's through confronting these issues that we're able to draw many more people into the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen from somebody? Can somebody say after me today, say I'm a candidate uh, in the kingdom of God uh, that will bring down the Goliath of this generation. Say I've been empowered by the Spirit of God to, to, to confront Goliaths. I will confront illiteracy. I will confront bad leadership. I will confront pandemic diseases. I will confront uh, uh, poverty, extreme poverty in my locality. And I will confront spiritual emptiness in the name of Jesus. I pray today that God will give you grace to be able to stand for him and confront the Goliaths that will be facing this, this generation in the precious name of Jesus. And the same way God empowered David with five smooth stones to bring down Goliath, my, that same God will empower you in your area of calling to be able to bring down Goliath in the precious name of Jesus. But I'm so interested in the last one that I mentioned, which is spiritual emptiness. Spiritual emptiness. Believers must learn to speak to the spiritual emptiness in non-believers and the difference that Jesus makes in their lives. That's one thing that all of us must learn. We must learn to speak to the spiritual emptiness. Somebody may say, oh, I don't know what to do about extreme poverty. Oh, uh, I have a few ideas for you, but that's not for today's service. Somebody may say, I don't know what to do about illiteracy or pandemic diseases, but there's something you can do about spiritual emptiness. That's why I said believers must learn to speak to the spiritual emptiness in non-believers. And, you know, the difference that being in Christ will make in their lives. Maybe I should mention a few characteristics of spiritual emptiness. When you see somebody who is experiencing spiritual emptiness, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to draw compassion in your heart. Because it's harvest time. To be able to step into that harvest and speak into it. And a few ways that you will know the characteristics of spiritual emptiness. One is hopelessness. Whenever you see someone who is completely and absolutely hopeless, they demonstrate it through what they say. You know, when somebody keeps saying, sera, sera, what would be, would be, you know, uh, God knows, you know, uh, what, anything. I, I'm, I'm not even going to try again. Uh, what would be, would be, I've resigned to faith, you know, and all that. You're seeing hopelessness. And that's a, a good point for you to step in and be able to speak to that hopelessness in the life of that person. Secondly, Lack of purpose. 
How do you see, how do you notice spiritual emptiness? When you see lack of purpose, when you see someone who, who lacks purpose, who's sleeping and waking up with, with no tangible reason, nothing is pumping their blood, there's no focus, no sharp focus. It's part of what we need to do as we bring them to Christ to be able to uh, speak to that lack of purpose in their heart and let them know uh, that, 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 that uh, you know, Jesus is the reason for all season. And when you find your way into Christ, what happens is that you find every other thing. That's why Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not a way, but the way. Not a truth, but the truth and the life. Principal, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, no one can come to the Father except by me. That is the cure for purposelessness. Because in the one that is called the truth, you will find the true meaning for your own life. That's what we should say to everyone who's demonstrating lack of purpose. The third one is lack of identity. Lack of identity. Anyone that you see that is trying to be, you know, the people we call wannabe. This one today, the, the, the this, tomorrow, this is the, uh, you know, the focus has changed. Today, uh, the person has this idea of himself or herself. Tomorrow, this idea has changed. I am this today. I am that tomorrow. Lack of identity, low self-esteem, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's no tangible understanding of who I am. That kind of person is suffering from spiritual emptiness. And they, they need help. And, that, and that's your cue. When you see someone who lacks a sense of identity in any area of life, it's an opportunity for you and I to step into that space and be able to speak, you know, the truth of God's word to them. Number four is loneliness or depression. It's a sign of spiritual emptiness. Because anyone that is aware of God's divine presence, if I'm aware that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, if I'm aware, Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you, always, even to the end of the age, if I can understand divine presence, practice divine presence, there's no way I will feel lonely or entertain uh, the, the spirit of heaviness, which we call depression, to be around me. Whenever you see loneliness, uh, extreme loneliness, uh, depression, and all those things, please understand that is spiritual emptiness that is at the root of it. Yeah. People who can no longer sense the presence of God around them, except there's a human being that is present. That when somebody gets to that point, it's a cue for you and I, as unashamed believers, who wants to push the word of God to be able to use that opportunity and speak to that spiritual emptiness in the life of such a person. Say amen, somebody. So it's important for you and I to have it at the back of our mind that God is looking for someone to use at this time to help people deal with their spiritual emptiness. When you see someone who is hopeless, someone who lacks purpose, someone who lacks a sense of identity, and someone who's uh, you know going through extreme loneliness that can lead to depression, God is pointing you as a person who is your harvest field, and that harvest field is ripe, and you should step into it. You should step into it. You know, you know, the confusing part of this is that sometimes those kind of people may not be strangers. It may be your spouse. It may be your best friend. It may be your, your former colleague at work or your current colleague at work. It may be a neighbor. And sometimes we rationalize it. 
Oh, Paul is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's just a matter of time. It's going to be okay. I, I, you know, I'm just going to be praying for you. It's okay to be praying, but it's also good to be able to say, can, can, can we go for a drink and can we talk? It's also good to craft a powerful email and send an encouragement that can open up a conversation. Yeah. It's, it's, it, there are many things that the Holy Spirit can put in your heart to do in that situation to that kind of a person. And you know, when you, when you make happen for someone, God has a way of making happen for you. Because there are many believers who are mindful of the mission of Christ. They are, all, all, they are in church or in Christ only to find, uh, you know, help for themselves only. And you don't know that it's when you focus on the other person that God is also able to send someone to you to meet you at the point of your need. And that takes me to the fact that we all have different roles to play. When I say it's harvest time, in this harvest, you have your role, I have my role. We have emphasized the fact that we need to help people deal with their spiritual emptiness because these are the end times and darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people according to Isaiah 6 and verse 2. But as I go further, I need you to understand one thing. That you cannot excuse yourself when it's harvest time. All of us have one part or the other to play. And I love the way the Apostle Paul renders it in 1 Corinthians 3. When you read from verse 6, 7, and 8 in the New King James Version, the Apostle Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a part to play in this end time harvest. Your part may be to plant. Another person's part may be to water. But God has a plan uh, for each and every one of us. Somebody, you, you, you may have been, you know, shying away from speaking to someone. Someone else may come in and speak or, or, or write an email or prompt this person. The moment the heart opens, we go into collaboration. We start to see how we can keep encouraging such people, playing our own part. Yeah. Playing our own part. You just need to have at the back of your mind that you have your part to play in this matter. You have your part to play. Jesus said in John 4, when you read from verse 34, the Bible says, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. He said, do not say, do not say, there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes. <laughs> lift up your eyes and look at the field for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathered fruit for eternal life, that both he who sow and he who reap may rejoice together. For in this, the saying is true. One sows, look at that, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. So what Jesus was saying here is that somebody will start something. Somebody will start helping a family to come out of a depressive state or come out of a conflict that's almost ruining the family. You may just be the person that will help them to settle in properly. Whatever assignment is available at this harvest time, it is harvest time. Your hands must not be idle. You must not be idle. Your hands must not be empty. 
Stretch it forth. Let God fill it with work that you can do diligently to transform lives at this time. It's time. It's harvest time. It's time for us to go out there and do something that will bring glory to God. Glory be to Jesus. Jesus filled the void in sinner's heart and makes the way for manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit you know, in the lives of sincere seekers. And it's us that he will use to fill that void. You know, so it doesn't matter who takes the credit. Sometimes you will sow and others will water it. Sometimes you will water what others have planted in the heart of other people. There are people in, in your office who went to church last Sunday and, a, 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 you know, a seed was planted. When they meet you at work, what God has in mind is not for you to do anything as a believer that will undermine the seed that somebody has planted, but to water it. Because believers have a way of canceling out what God is doing in other people's life. Somebody who is already on a trajectory to open his or her heart to God, to understand the will of God for this season, meets a believer who is misbehaving, who is not aware of the harvest time, who, who, who still thinks, like Jesus said there, that the harvest is still four months' time. Uh, so you still want to faff around an unbeliever, or faff around somebody who is in trouble, who needs help. Where, what God expects from you is to have a sense of urgency that is harvest time, and dive into that harvest, and allow God to use you. So it's not all about you know, them entering, I mean, uh, uh, them entering your church. It's about them getting into the church. Sometimes we go out and all we have to say is, my church, my church, my church. That's not bad in itself, but don't over-focus on that. Will you get people into the church, which is the body of Christ? Yeah, the church, which is the body of Christ. That's what God expects from you and I. Focus on getting people saved, getting them into the church. The big church, not just your church. It's okay to invite them to church, but the big church, wherever people are, there's always a great church where they can join, they can worship, they can be discipled. And you know, we live at a time where a church is so being bastardized, but one thing is certain. Only the church of the living God can create the effective discipleship uh, uh, model that the world needs at this time. And as we raise people, who will run the, 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 the model, you must be a part of that. And that's what makes the church still needful in every generation. Notwithstanding how organized religion has been castigated, you and I need to understand that God is still depending on you and I as his church, the big church, the universal church, to keep the work of soul winning and discipleship going. That's the plan of God for you and I. Uh, so you, you shouldn't be a part of the people who bastardize the church, who speak against the church. The church of Jesus Christ remains the hope of the world when it is working right. So when it's not working right, let's not overfocus on the fact that it's not working right. Let's focus on how we can make it work right because it's the only organ on earth that will deliver on God's agenda the way God wants it to be. Because that's the body of Christ and you, do, you don't reject your body. You wash it, you clean it. That's, and that's what God is doing. He's not rejecting his body. He's washing it, he's cleaning it, he's preparing it as a bride without wrinkle or blemish. Say amen, somebody. Uh, say better amen, somebody. Glory be to Jesus. So it's time to give attention to the role of the Holy Spirit in this old equation, in this old thing that I've been describing. There's a role that you and I have to play, but we play it powered by the Holy Spirit. And as I start to wrap this up, I want to speak to 
the role of the Holy Spirit in delivering on the end time harvest. Because the Holy Spirit has a role to play and we must not undermine that role. So we give attention to the role of the Holy Spirit from Acts 1 and verse 8, uh, uh, you know, where Jesus said, but you shall uh, receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in, in Jerusalem, in, in Judea, and in the uttermost part of the earth. It is after the Holy Spirit has come. Ladies and gentlemen, as we wrap up this series, unashamed, please get closer to the Holy Spirit. It's the one that will prepare you and enable you to deliver on your life's mandate. No believer can deliver on our destiny and the mandate of God for our lives except by the instrumentation, instrumentality of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit is meant for. That's what he wants to do with us. John 16, verse 8 and 9, he said that when he has come, talking about the spirit of truth, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment uh, of sin because they, are not believe, they, 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 they do not believe in me. That's what he said. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts of sin. It's the Holy Spirit that, 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 you know, that, that can get a soul saved. But he wants to use us. He wants to use you and I. He wants to empower us to do it through us. So the Holy Spirit is meant to empower me to be a great witness. He is the inspiration and helper of the laborer. So if you want to be a true laborer, who will be conscious of the end time harvest, you have to rely on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that will help you. So when you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, when you sing, when you worship, when you meditate on the power of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Spirit of God in your life, please appropriate it to soul winning. Appropriate it to the harvest. Don't just think about the Holy Spirit giving you faith uh, to make more money or the Holy Spirit empowering you, you know, uh, maybe to stand, spend more time in the place of prayer, but all you're praying for are material things. What about the Holy Spirit empowering you to spend more time in the place of prayer while you agonize for uh, an unsaved soul or somebody uh, that, is, that is hooked on drugs or somebody that has a destructive habit, somebody that is destroying everything that God has put around them. This is the time for you to allow the Holy Spirit to empower you to be able to do that. It gives specific and powerful instruction about where to harvest. That's one thing that the Holy Spirit does. It will guide, it will direct, it will give specific instruction about where to harvest, which harvest field is ripe, who to talk to, and all that. And the Bible is replete with all of these kind of examples of the Holy Spirit leading people. The Holy Spirit is the one that brings men to the place of conviction. Believers are expected to carry the presence of God into events, places, and, you know, and, and people groups and generations. We're supposed to carry the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit with us. As we go into all these places, you get to an event, people must feel the presence of God because you are there. Because you are the carrier of the power of God, the carrier of the Holy Spirit. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Let it flow when you get into your office. Let it flow when you get on the train. Let it flow when you get in the bus. Let it flow when you are inside the Uber or, 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 you know, or any of, of those uh, uh, vehicles or taxis. Let, let it flow. Let it flow everywhere. Let People feel the presence of God when you show up. Because that's what shows that you have the Holy Spirit in you. And then that same Holy Spirit wants to direct you. Wants to give you a word to speak. The right word to speak. The right thing to say to that person. We saw the example of the great Apostle Paul in Acts of the Apostles chapter 16. When you read from verse 6, there were different places that Paul wanted to go. But the Holy Spirit will forbid. Don't go there. 
Stay here. Acts of the Apostles chapter 16, verse 6. It says, now when they had gone through Prigia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they, they had come to uh, Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Holy Spirit did not permit them. I can go on and on. When you read it up to, down to verse 10, time will not permit me. You see how the Holy Spirit was just guiding them. Yeah. Guiding them until they got to a point in, in verse 10. The Bible says, now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding the Holy, that the Holy Spirit had called us to preach the gospel to them. So they, 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 they went to Macedonia according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Even in the story of uh, uh, the, 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 the second generation apostle, Philip, that was picked after uh, uh, the, 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 the disciples felt that they needed more people. You know, Philip joined later. That, 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 that demonstration that came through the Holy Spirit when Philip reached out to the Ethiopian Enoch was an orchestration of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 11, when you read from verse 10 of Acts chapter 11, the Bible says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert. He uh, said, This desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch, of great stature, or, or, or great authority, under Candace, the, the, the queen of Ethiopia, of the Ethiopians, who had charge, who had charge over a treasury. That's that the minister of finance, and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning, and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, "Go near." Hear that? The spirit said to Philip, "Go near." The Spirit said to Philip, this week, the Spirit would say uh, to, to you, uh, 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 the Spirit would say, uh, you know, to, to BC, the Spirit would say uh, uh, to Lucy, the Spirit would say to you, John, the Spirit would say to somebody, listen to me right now, go near. When the Spirit says go near, what is your response? What is your response? When the Spirit says go near, I was, I was in a taxi once and the Spirit was prompting me. Ask this person about their life. Ask this person, you know, about their family life. This, this Uber driver. And that's where it starts from. Just asking the question. And then the person just starts to talk. I'm frustrated. Oh, my marriage is not working. And, that, and then you have an opportunity to say one or two words and say, can I pray for you? That's how the Holy Spirit wants to walk through our lives. Is the one who guides us. The Holy Spirit told Philip here, uh, he said, go near. The Spirit said to Philip, go near. And overtake this chariot. Go near and overtake this chariot. And you know, the rest that like they say is history. They, they, Philip got in there, asked one or two questions, and before you know it, we started to see the hand of God. Acts chapter, chapter 8, there, uh, verse, verse 29, it says, Go near. And he went near. And he saw uh, the, the, the same way the Holy Spirit has put it. And from that point, the conversation ensued, and he took Enoch. Received Christ and Philip baptized him because he followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. I pray for you as you go into this new week that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. 
It will guide your steps. It will lead you to the right person to speak to. It will lead you even in the area of your work. It will lead you in the most important place of your life, but it will also lead you to the place where God wants you to be a part of the harvest. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit will use you this week as a laborer in the harvest. And I receive grace for you to be able to deliver on divine instructions in the precious name of Jesus. So the urgency and scope of the harvest demands that the believer learn new languages, break barriers, and go to new territories, whether online or offline. This, this assignment demands from us that we'll be able to speak new languages that connect with people, that will break frontiers, go uh, to places where other people are not going, and you know, gain new territories, online and offline. It depends on how we follow through with what the Holy Spirit is saying. You know, in Acts chapter 2, when you read from verse 6, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit had such a powerful effect in, in, on the day of Pentecost that we see that the Holy Spirit is the unifier. is the one that helps us to connect with people. And as we wrap up this series, I just need somebody uh, to make up your mind that it's time for me to rely fully on the ministry of the Holy Spirit that God may be able to use me, use me this season uh, to, 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 to partake fully in the harvest. In Acts chapter 2, when you read from verse 6, let me read that lastly. Acts chapter 2, from, from, from verse 6 there, the Bible says uh, that when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them, that's the disciples of Christ, the apostles, speak in his own language. The sound, the Holy Spirit coming upon them, uh, uh, brought a unified language of divine capacity for them to be able to speak the language. Language of young people, language of old people, language of corporate people, language of blue collar or white collar people, uh, all, all kinds of you know, languages that you need to speak. Language of, of you know, nursing mothers, language of teenagers, language, you know, sometimes it's difficult to speak the language of teenagers. Language of preteens or children, because we need to be able to come across to them. Because the earlier we get them saved, the better. Yeah. Language of rich people, so that they don't disdain Christ as you speak. Because you need to be able to get across to them by the help of the Holy Spirit. Language of street people, because you need to be able to witness to somebody on the street. Wherever God has planted you, the Holy Spirit within you, as it starts to flow, He wants to be the unifier, the one who connects you, the one who helps you. To be able to cut a, get across to all kinds of people. In Acts chapter 2 there, when you read from verse 6 down to 10, you see the different places where people had come from to Jerusalem. And But when the Holy Spirit came on the open, because each one of them said, how is it that we all heard them speak in our own language? Yeah. Speak in our own language and glorify God. Uh, uh, you know, the wonderful things of the work of God. That's, that's what they were saying. Acts 2 and verse, verse 11 there. We all heard them speak in our own language. And the Bible says they were, they were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Verse 12, whatever could this mean? It's very important. When the Holy Spirit starts to help you to get across to people, people will think that you are very wise, but they won't know that it's the Holy Spirit that's walking through you. So laborers must know how to enter the harvest. Yeah. Paul was able to speak to Jewish people, and to Romans at the same time. How are you coping with connecting with people? The Holy Spirit wants to help you out, and you must open up yourself to it. We must demonstrate the global language of authenticity 
gen, uh, you know, and gen, genuine love and allow the Holy Spirit to inspire us to multi, you know, to multicultural and cross-generational approach to ministry. That's what we're saying today as we wrap up. You need to open up yourself. The Holy Spirit wants to help you to be multicultural, to be transgenerational, so that you can reach people ahead of you, you can reach people below you uh, uh, when it comes to the message of Christ. A whole generation is migrating physically and also migrating into the virtual world. We have more of our young people now in the virtual world. When you are there, you need to be able to speak their language by the help of the Holy Spirit. And who will go to the unchurched territories of the world? Who will go on social media and speak their language? I know it can be very toxic there, but God wants to use you there. He wants to use you there. Is 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 waiting on some of us. God is raising missionaries to Facebook, missionaries to Snapchat, missionaries to Clubhouse, to Twitter, and all these social media platforms, and he wants to use you there. It's not for you to get there and just far away and just be an onlooker and just watch things happen. It's time for us to go there and make things happen. Yeah, make things happen. Cause things that will trend and will bring people's attention to their spiritual emptiness and their need for God beyond every other need. That's what God is counting on you and I for this season. And I pray that God will give you the grace to be able to deliver on this mighty calling in the precious name of Jesus. So we must break barriers that prevent people from hearing the gospel. It's time to break those barriers. The Holy Spirit is still given the gift of new language and you can get into it. Yeah. As you pray in the Spirit, as you speak in other tongues, the Holy Spirit is also working on you to be able to speak other languages that get across to people. Uh, uh, you know, that's why uh, the Bible has been translated to many languages and now we even have sub-languages like uh, pidgin English, like, you know, all kinds of patois and different things. The, the Holy Spirit wants to reach everybody and he wants to use you uh, to be able to reach everybody in our world. In conclusion today, the harvest, when left unattended, will spoil and waste. And you and I must understand it. So do your part to ensure that this generation does not go to ruin and end up in hell. God is going to hold all of us accountable for a generation that is on the fast lane to destruction. And we need to overtake and overcome and speak the language of the Spirit and get them back in tune with God. As you go into this new week, please note this, that it's harvest time. So please stay abreast of trends. Get to know the pain and passion points of your environment and of the people around you. And pray that the Holy Spirit directs you to do your part in the harvest. And it doesn't stop this week. It's forever. Be that kind of person that God can rely on. Even as we you know, finish with this teaching series, I wanted to know that the work of evangelism, soul winning, and mission, and being unashamed does not end with one teaching series. It keeps going on. It's, it's a core curriculum in Jesus' disciple-making process. That every disciple must be given to soul winning. And you and I are not excused. And as we keep saying we are unashamed, it should remind us that God is counting on us to go out there, go online, go everywhere, and spread the gospel. Get, uh, you know, the details of salvation story of people uh, around you, your own salvation story, and post them. 
Get the salvation story of people that are getting saved around you. Post them. Let's know about them. You know, prepare to share your story with someone this week. Go out there. Share your story. Share it online. Share it in your office. Give a testimony. Let people know that God is at work in your life. That's how we start conversations that can bring more people into the discussion of the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as you go into this week, I pray for you that grace is multiplied upon you to represent Christ everywhere you go. And as you start to represent Christ, uh, grace and favor will flow from heaven to resolve the most important issues of your life that may be breaking your heart right now. Uh, when, you, when, when, when you step out for God this week, I pray in the name of Jesus that God himself will step out for you. In the name of Jesus, you will return with a testimony. As you deliver on the mandate to win souls, everything. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these other things shall be added. As you step out this week, as you make an effort, as you go unashamed, as you touch a life, I pray in the name of Jesus, all the things that, that needs to be added, the things that you have been looking for, God will deliver. Weeping may endure for a night, but the Bible says in the morning comes joy. I see joy returning into your heart, joy returning into your family, joy returning into your business. In the name of the Lord Jesus, whatever has broken your heart in time past, my God will heal those hearts and your life will never be the same again. And I pray for anyone today who may be under any bondage of sickness or disease. We pray a release of God's power over you right now. And we declare in the name of Jesus that you are made whole. So we rebuke that sickness. Rebuke that disease. Now, in the name of Jesus. And I command you, go in the name of Jesus. I pray the peace of God upon you and upon your household. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. If there's anyone joined to this broadcast right now, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I want to give you an opportunity before we shut down this service. Uh, to commit your life to Jesus. Maybe you were saved before, but you backslid into sin. You are now part of the harvest field. And God is reaching out to you. He wants to harvest your soul, return you back on the mission field so that you can also be used to win other people back to Christ. Maybe you've never said a prayer before to give your life to Christ. This may be your opportunity to say that prayer. And if you've said a prayer before but you backslid into sin, you can also rededicate your life to Jesus. Whatever platform you're joining us from, whether you're in physical gathering, wherever you are being a part of this service, all I wanted to do is just to say this prayer after me and your life will never be the same again. Uh, will you put your right hand on your heart and say after me today, say, Lord Jesus, say, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I need a savior. So I, I ask, Father, that you forgive me my sins and cleanse me from every unrighteousness. I accept you today as my Lord and my personal savior. Fill my heart with your spirit and give me a new beginning from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you just said that prayer with me, I want you to go to the chat room. If you're on any of our social media platform, let us know that you just made a decision. Just right there in the chat room or on the comment section, just say, I just gave my life to Christ or I just rededicated my life to Christ. If you're watching this on TV, uh, please, uh, 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 you'll see some numbers there or WhatsApp, or email, please get in touch with us. Let us know that you just dedicated your life to Jesus. We'd love to send you some materials that will help you to become a stronger Christian. And if you're in any of our in-person gatherings, please make sure that you allow our ministers to speak to you uh, right now or the moment the service is over. We, we want to uh, appreciate your boldness, making a decision for Jesus today, and we ask that you submit yourself to any form of discipleship around you 
and also through the ministry of the Elevation Church that will help you to grow and stand for Jesus the remaining days of your life in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, it's time to give to God. Uh, and uh, I want you to uh, get ready to give to God. I'm going to pray over our seeds today. Uh, uh, it's that time of the month where we honor the Lord with our substance and honor the Lord with our tithe, our offerings, and special seeds. Whatever God has put in your heart to give today, if you're a regular tithe, it's the time to honor the Lord. Uh, it's just from honor. You are not, you know, uh, you're not under the law. You're not in compulsion, but you love Christ so much that you want to support this work and you want to uh, give a percentage of your earning. So please go ahead and do that right now. Uh, God, the Bible says, loves a cheerful giver. And I want you to give, to do it from your heart. We have many ways to give at the Elevation Church. It's been displayed on the screen. You can do a wire transfer. You can use the USSD code. Uh, you can use your card to give on our website, elevationng.org forward slash giving. Uh, whatever, uh, you know, is, is, is good for you at this time. I want you to go ahead, uh, bring out your, your, your devices and give. And as, you, as something leaves your account today, grace, favor, uh, uh, and the mercy of God that saves in the day of trouble uh, shall be your portion in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Let me say a prayer. Father, I pray for everyone, honoring you with a tithe, everyone giving an offering, everyone, uh, you know, uh, redeeming a pledge uh, as as resources as money leaves people at this time we ask father let the heavens open over every giver let the reward of obedience and reward of giving uh, uh, be our portion in the name of jesus we rebuke uh, whatever uh, is bringing adversity and, and limitations to your people we decree and declare that as we go into a new week and a new month we declare in the name of jesus that the heavens open over every giver and grace and favor is released in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you, everlasting Father. Honor everyone that is honoring you from their heart today and receive this as our worship in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen and amen. Praise God and praise God. Uh, if it's your first time joining us at the Elevation Church, before we bring ourselves to a close, I'd love to welcome you very, very specially. Very specially. Uh, I just want you to go to the chat room or the comment, depending on the platform that you have. And if you're watching on TV, you see the information. Just let us know. It's my first time. That's all we want to know. It's my first time. It's my first time. We have a special gift for you, uh, digital, uh, a digital gift that you can download. Our ministers are there online uh, and some TV. We'll, we'll get in touch with you as soon as uh, we, we get your message. Uh, send you links with which you can download those gifts. We love to celebrate guests at the Elevation Church. Uh, and I, I just want to welcome you very, very specially. Thank you for staying with us today. I want to invite you to come again and again. Join us online. And if you're in a city where we have a physical gathering, please feel free to also join us in physical gathering. Uh, we want you to know uh, that it's not by accident that you're able to join us today. God has a plan for your life. And as you continue to come, one thing that we know is that greatness will evolve through you because there's a mandate upon us to make greatness common. And we believe that greatness will evolve through you as you join us again and again in Jesus' name. Please feel free to check on our website, elevationng.org, uh, and check to know more about our church and the different ways you can be a part of what God is doing at the Elevation Church. Uh, we hope to see you again and again, joining us in different events and online here. Uh, and uh, uh, as our ministers will also connect with you online, please feel free to connect with us and get the best out of your experience with the Elevation Church in Jesus' precious name. God bless you and thank you for being a part of today's service. All right, quickly, uh, just one or two uh, uh, announcements. Uh, I want us to know that Unashamed uh, is still in the season. We're still in the season of, of soul winning. So please don't stop. Continue, continue. Uh, get on our website. Uh, you know, be a star witness. That the, the star witness task is, is to win a soul a week 
for the next three months. So our emphasis in teaching may change, but our heart remains a heart of soul winner, or soul winner as a church, and we will keep emphasizing this star witness task. So please continue to win a soul a week. Talk to somebody about Jesus. Talk to another person until you have won a soul. You pray with somebody at least once a week, and God will find you faithful in Jesus' precious name. If you need more information about that, please visit our website uh, on our social media platforms. You'll be able to get more things to post, to repost, to use as conversation starters and the like. Uh, our, our family life counseling uh, also uh, is now being revamped with professional counselors, trained professional counselors who will be able to handle family life issues around you. So please feel free uh, to, to get on our website, to register for counseling, to book a counseling session. Simply go to elevationng.org forward slash counseling and you have someone reach out to you after you have dropped your details. And you can also recommend this to anyone around you. They don't have to be a member of the Elevation Church. Anyone from any part of the world who may just need free counseling, that's what we're offering. Uh, it's, it's, it's an, I mean, it's what has cost people a lot of time and money to get trained for, uh, but we're offering it for free as a church, and we want you to be a partaker of that. If you have a friend, a family member who needs counseling, please hook them up, elevationng.org forward slash counseling. Let them register there, and somebody will get in touch with them. Our annual hangout, uh, which we do for young people, especially singles, will happen on uh, the 18th of September, and we're gearing up to it. So if you're young, younger tired, or you're single, uh, you need to be a part of the Hangout. The Hangout promises to be a powerful experience. I'll be leading, uh, you know, uh, a group of uh, uh, young people speaking to the heart of the matter. Uh, we'll, we'll have powerful music and a lot of master classes and a lot of giveaway at this year's Hangout. I wanted to uh, uh, please look, look out for the, the, the registration portal, which will open very soon. The Hangout this year will hold open, I mean, we hold in in-person gathering at the Island Center, Pieces Conference Center, and Pieces Hub on Lagos mainland at the Keja, Maryland, Lagos. Those are the two locations where we'll have the Hangout this year, and it promises to really be a powerful, powerful experience. Please look out for more information, and uh, please register to attend. The registration portals will be displayed on all of our social media platform, and you can register to attend. Our marriage preparatory class for, for singles who are engaged to be married, the next diet of marriage preparatory class will start on Thursday, the 23rd of September. Please register uh, to, to be a part of that. The class will be virtual, but it promises to be powerful, powerful, powerful. Now, the next semester of our Connect Group will be starting next weekend. Uh, I want you to go to connectgroup.elevationng.org to register and be a part of the Connect Group if you have not been a part of one. We've been on break for a couple of weeks. We're starting the new semester, powerful curriculum, powerful programming, powerful connections. That's what we see at our small groups, especially uh, those interest-based and geography-based small groups, all kinds of passionate people coming together to do life together. You don't want to be left behind this season. You may say, I have enough friends already, uh, but you don't know what God has in mind for you. You need more, especially people who are passionate about the things you are passionate about and people who will love you genuinely from the heart. So go to connectgroup.elevationenergy.org and be a part of the new semester of our Connect Group that is starting next week. Uh, our online community is growing, so if you have been joining us online and you want to be a part, full part of what God is doing at the Elevation Church, please go to onlinechurch.elevationng.org, subscribe to be an online member of the Elevation Church. It has no uh, geographical restriction. Wherever you are in the world, you can join our 
you know, online church and uh, be pastored, be discipled, be prayed for, be counseled, and receive all the help that you can get through our online church. Lastly today, if you're watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and like this broadcast uh, because as you do that, YouTube will recommend it to other people and by that, you're spreading the word of God and uh, please share. If you're on any other platform, share this broadcast. Let people uh, around you, people who are your friends, be able to see it and watch. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of today's service. I look forward to seeing you again very soon as we start a new teaching series in the new month and it promises to be powerful, loving and living. We'll, we'll break in the next month and it promises to be a powerful experience as we uh, share on loving and living and how God wants us to love and live this season. God bless you. Have a fantastic week. Congrats to me. I am going to be her first love. She must have had a first love somewhere. And maybe a second love. Or third. Oh, I don't think she's dated that much. This should just be it. Let me just be his last romance. Just a commitment. When they hear commitment, they think it's commitment to a romantic relationship. It's a commitment to not floating around anymore. How do I even manage between spending quality time with her and my job that takes my entire time? It's not about having time. It's about making time. Perfect guy. I don't want perfect. I just want honesty and if he is man enough to realize this then he deserves the truth <sighs> no car yet but we'll do cabs for now i'm sure to get one soon i guess i'll make up for that with lots of money and gifts they always think women want cars money and gifts just his time Efforts, passion, honesty, loyalty, smile, and him choosing to put me as his priority. Is that too much to ask? Maybe learn other ways of pleasing her and keeping her in her best self. Oh please, he should just know how to kiss me like it's his last chance. Yeah, right. Kiss her insecurities until she sees the beauty in her own self. Correct me with love. Respect how she feels, even when I am not wrong. Being able to manage the pressure to prove our points when we disagree. The resilience to keep loving, no matter what happens humility to fall back to our love DNA to right every wrong maturity to go back to default setting to refresh to restart 
Cheers to sweet, sweet love. Happy cheers to a fulfilling life. To love. To life. This, this September. September. Love DNA. What a great time it has been in God's presence today. I have been blessed by that word and I hope you too, you have been blessed by that word. So this is what I want you to do. We have a Zoom hangout to share our experience and to just say hello to one another. It doesn't matter whether you're a guest or you're a member of the Elevation Church. Go to that Zoom hangout where there are other uh, believers who want to say hello with you and also share uh, their experience from this service. Particularly if it's your first time, I also want you to go to that Zoom hangout. And also, if you gave your life to Christ today, you can also be a part of that Zoom hangout. We just want to let you know the next steps that you need to take. If you are yet to give, uh, go to the chat room. The giving link will be displayed right there. And lastly, we have an event today, the online church community. We have an event today called Vibes. It is a night of games, night of fun, comedy, karaoke, and so many other things. I want you to invite a friend, especially a friend that you know is not saved. Let them be a part of that event. The link is being displayed in the chat room and also on my screen right away. Today by 6.30 p.m. vibes. I want you to come. Let's have fun together in the presence of God. You can also join us on our Instagram live online at TEC, that's our Instagram handle. We're also going to be streaming the event live on our IG tonight. Thank you for joining us once again. God bless you.